listening to the Guitar Heroes podcast. Well, hello. Welcome to the Guitar Heroes podcast, episode number 15. And with me, as always, I've got Mr. Phil Walker. Ooh. Hi. <laughs> you set in the mood for today. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> Hi. Hi. And Hi. Mr. Lee Williams. <laughs> God, that's a beastly sound for a telly, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I was just saying, we've all picked different guitars tonight. This is this is quite rare. We've usually just got strats galore, but I can see no. a beautiful looking Les Paul that we were introduced to last week. And yep, Chris, yes. you've got your strat and I'm I on have. a telly. So. You have. Yeah, based on Phil's um, lockdown purchase. Um, yeah. Well, it wasn't a purchase. I'm going to, I'm going to, I've decided to name this guitar Bog Off. Bog Off. Because <laughs> it felt like buy one, get one free. <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought today's podcast would be uh, quite fitting as you've got that guitar, you've got a, uh, a way to kind of show it off a little bit. So, um, so Jimmy Page, Jimi Hendrix, Steve I, you know, uh, these are some of the greatest guitarists, greatest ever act shredders of all time. And, you know, they're, they're fundamental to a band sound. And if they deliver something special in that moment, they take a solo, perhaps... Lads like us at a young age get inspired and want to play guitar. So, you know, I mean, I love music as a whole. I love a great song, but I can't deny that I always looking that I'm always looking for that one great solo, you know, in that in that song, you know. I'm always looking for that solo and um hopefully in tonight's episode we can look through what's inspired us, which solos in particular and and maybe a few examples of what's made what makes a great solo. So, um, I met sounds good to me, it does, it does, and it's uh, our moment moment to shine, isn't it? As the guitar yeah. player in the band, this is where it all <laughs> goes to itself, isn't it? Particularly <laughs> if you're not, uh, no, particularly if you're not the 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 singer slash guitarist, if no, you're just the guitar player, then <laughs> the guitar solo is is our moment to step You come, forward, you come to uh, that moment where the solo happens, you press the, the foot switch, and it's like. <laughs> Shit, it's not working. And then you're down there, can like, and you're like 30 seconds into your solo, you're trying to dial in the sounds and whatever. And that was one it, of the first things I, I can remember being taught. Actually, I went to like this this we used to go to this like band weekend when we were teenagers. It was great. These I guess they were volunteers used to put this thing on, and they just get 10, 15 young bands and just school them over the course of a weekend. Mm. And one of the things that they first told us was make sure you do the old. Um, cable round the strap button before you plug in because yes. you don't want to be that guy that comes forward for the solo stands mm. on his lead mm. <laughs> and pulls <laughs> jack out check out youtube for those guitarists you know you know like when the guitarist comes forward and he swings it behind his neck and the strap comes oh. off and it ends up in someone's car windscreen or something you know? oh they're painful we <laughs> haven't, seen we haven't that. quite got there with the story of guitar heroes yet have we, we haven't no. quite orchestrated that no, one no, no. one of the things that we insist of on that show are strap locks <laughs> just in yes. case yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like I saw it. Our teeth. <laughs> yeah, I saw a video on YouTube. Some guys, it's like an outdoor like festival event, and he's there swinging his guitar around. I think he was like chucking it up in the air, and as it come down, he'd catch it and then like oh, play man. something. But he threw it in the air so high that it literally went off the stage. It went behind uh, the backdrop. <laughs> literally, <laughs> and he was there just one. like I've seen it. Yeah, yeah. Asking for trouble. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah. Brian Wampler did that as well, didn't he? He was demoing, and. um the guy who made the Paisley Drive pedal and what have you. Yeah, the, um, that's mm. on YouTube. He's got a nice... Is he chucking his pedals up nicely. in the air? <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Um, so uh, who wants to kick us off today? Um, do you know, I'm, I'm dying to hear this Les Paul in action. So I don't know. I'm going to. Ha- yeah, I am. You know, I love a good Les Paul. Well, okay. We've not seen it in the flesh yet, have we? It's been a not week and we've still no. not met her. So, yeah. Here's Bog Off. Bog Off. Where's Bog Off? Yeah, well, it's buy one, get one free, isn't it? Because, I mean, I bought a Les Paul and swapped it no, with no money, so I call it Bog Off. What's great, you've got to enjoy that Les Paul. So you've had a good amount of time with a traditional. Now you get to uh, extend Mate, that I tell you through. what, it's so weird, really, really weird that I've got a Les Paul that doesn't weigh anything. I still go to pick it up. I nearly put it through the ceiling because I, mean, I need to use more muscle power <laughs> than I actually do. You know what I mean? It's so mm. light. It's it's great. And, uh, it really you, is. you messaged me the other day, Phil, like you've uh, wrapped the strings around the tailpiece. Well, it oh. came like that. But the oh, strings did it? Were, yeah, it came like that. And because it's been set up that way, I thought, well, I'll just do the same. But I, do you know what? There's something about... Wrap, what, what, um, the, the viewers out there can't see, but on, on the stop tailpiece on, um, on, on Gibson's, um, a lot of people go through the back part and then up over the bridge. But on this, you kind of go back on yourself. So you go towards the back of the guitar and then the string pulls over. Um and I don't know what it is. It just feels so much better. It, I don't. I can't put my finger on why. I know well, Joe Bonamassa does old, that as well. Yeah, it's an old Billy Gibbons trick. I think. I think that's where Joe got it from. I think Billy. it's to uh, it, it, it's to give you more string length, isn't it? Um, and well, uh, well, I, I heard. If you think about it logically, it reduces the break angle over what, the bridge. Yeah, this is what so, I said to you, Phil. Like that's the obvious yeah. thing that kind of jumped out at me. Is like so less tension on the strings and yeah. yes. Um, yes. And obviously you are extending the string length as well. So, yeah, um, you know, yeah. so, but, but yeah, th- there is, there is load of talk about it, isn't there? Like whether it yeah. adds a bit more sustain or, or, or something to the sound, but. Well, it's like I, I said know. to you, Chris, I'm not sure about that because I haven't had the guitar long enough th- to see mm. whether it's, if I'd have done it on one of my others, then I would have, oh yeah, it does make that sort of difference. So it's too early to tell with this, yeah. but well, I think I might do it on my other Gibsons and see when, when it's time for restringing and see what it's yeah, like. Yeah, absolutely. Then. Well, yeah. I've, last I've week we'll got such a hankering for a Gibson now. I've just <laughs> I can't stop do scouring. Do it, do it, do it. <laughs> I can't <laughs> stop scouring Facebook and eBay. And what you look, what you what are you looking need to for? Man. What do you want? Well, do you know what? I I I love I love a Les Paul, and I, and I mm. feel somewhat ashamed that I, I've never actually owned a Gibson Les Paul. Um, and I feel like you sh- you kind of should. It's almost a, a rite yeah. of passage in amongst Strats and Tellys and all these other great things. But but I just don't know how how practical. I find them how well I get on with them, and I, and so as much as I want one, I don't know whether I'd be better off with something like an SG, okay, something just a little bit more uh, similar to a, a Tele or a Strat. You know, it's a thinner body, better access to the upper frets. I don't know, but but then there's, there's something that like, oh, you, you buy an SG, and I'm just going to regret it and go, it's not a Les Paul. <laughs> I tell you what, I bought an SG. Yeah. I bought one from Absolute Music many years ago. Um, it was like a custom one. Mm. And like the neck length is is massive on it, you know, because yeah. it joins yeah. right the edge of the body. And I tell you what, I played that guitar for about two weeks, mm. and I had the worst pain in my wrist. Honestly, I, I got to the point it was the only guitar I was using. That's not from the guitar, Chris. <coughs> no, I yeah. <laughs> but honestly, I, um, I I I had such bad pain in my wrist. I had to stop playing for a, for a little while. It got so bad. Oh, really? I got yeah, like, and I sold the guitar straight away, and then it all went mm. away. I, it, See, I, I, had, I had that once with a PRS when the neck was yes. too slim. I had a I had a very uh, a wide thin neck profile and it gave these long fingers issues. And I changed to a thick neck, 
But I, I know what you're saying. The SG is a bit of a weird one. But I must admit, the the SG is probably the guitar I least look forward to playing in the show. Really? Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't click with SG. I think SGs look awesome, um, mm. especially the white ones. I think yeah. white SGs look fantastic, but I, they're just not for me. They're not, nah, not, no. not for me. I quite like. I've seen quite a few of them out there as well. I quite like the SG. Um, is it the special or the SG mm. Junior? SG Junior with the like the single P90 and just the wraparound yeah. bridge. I, I yeah. could really easily get on with one of those, but then I'm almost like, mm, I've got a P90 guitar and it's not really what I need. I need that humbucker right. thing. Do you know but what? I, I, I was just say, you know, if you're gonna, if you've never had a Les Paul before, just go balls in and get a just to get a Les Paul standard that's really yeah. nice, got a nice top. You know, get obviously get a nice weight because I made the mistake yeah. of getting a heavy weight and I I couldn't get on with it at all. So, right, so I mean, right. when you play this, you might go, ah, oh, right, yeah, okay, okay, yeah, that might. Yeah, I used yeah, to, well, I used to play uh, that my dad's eighty two many years ago, and that was like an absolute boat anchor that thing. Mm. And, yeah. uh, but I, I love the one I've got now. That's a, the one I've got. It's a twenty nineteen model, quite a new one, and yeah. uh, the weight on it's a little bit lighter than your traditional fill, wasn't it? I think. Yeah, it was. I think yeah. we had them. Hand in hand, but everything's uh, so yeah, that's than my traditional. <laughs> but the thing is, I haven't I haven't gigged that guitar yet, so uh, it's been years since I've uh, gigged a Les Paul. So I might do one show, and like uh, there's a bit of a period I use it in the show mm. for, isn't there? So mm. yeah, I might see after that, I'd be like, Jesus Christ, I'm gonna. You'll see me backstage carving wood out of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> trying you know, to sell you it know, to me. <laughs> I was because I spoke to Lee because uh, obviously even in retail, I was like, these Les Paul 2008s. There's a lot of things I don't like about them. There's the circuit board. There's the jack. You know, I, I'm not sure about all that, but I tell you what, once you get hold of one and the weight and everything, you go, oh, yeah, that really? can all be changed. <laughs> mm. Yeah. You know, not that I'm going to change the circuit board. No. Um, I, I, I think it's I think it's fine. Um, the only thing yeah. I'm going to do is change the jack socket. Um, yeah. Because I've, I've actually, yeah. I have been at it with my screwdriver and I've um, taken the locking part off. Um, but oh, okay. I just hate how it looks. It looks ridiculous. It's just weird, isn't it? It, it should be weird. on a speaker, not a guitar. That thing. It's not right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and and yeah. the um, the plastic. I changed all the plastic because the guy who had it before me, he had. Um, it, I don't know why, but he put different plastic on there. All the Gibson was stuff was in the case. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking, oh, okay. Um, so I've swapped all that back, but he didn't have the original pickguard, so I'm getting an original Gibson pickguard, which is why I've not taken a picture of it, Chris, because I don't like this pickguard yet. So once oh, the original pick guard, oh. I'm the same man. Aesthetics are so important. Oh, if you're gonna do it, do it right. Otherwise, <laughs> you'll right. not enjoy yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. yeah I tell you what, Lee. Though, if you are looking and uh, for one, uh, there's uh, I came across um, a really good auction place. I th- uh, it's called a Gardener's Gardener Hallgate, I believe. Hallgate yeah, is in H O U L. They have a site called a Vintage Guitar Auctions, but there's there's a lot of new stuff on there as well. But yeah. you might be able to pick up a really good bargain. There's stuff on there that you're not going to find on eBay and stuff. So the only problem yeah. with that at the moment is because I follow those. Um, is you can't actually go look at them at the moment. You can't. No, you right. just have to go off their own. You go off their word. There could be a crack in headstock. You know, yeah. Gibson's. Are, yeah. You know, and yeah. If you're going to spend that sort of money on a Les Paul, you want to have it in your hands for a bit, don't you? Yeah, yeah. You do. Well, that's that's the that is the trouble because everything I'm looking at we're so limited with distance at the moment mm. that you're mm. looking at stuff and you think, oh, I'm just gonna have to take a punt, and if I don't like it, no. I, I would I wouldn't rush into it. You're not in a screaming rush for one, are you? So, hmm. well, I could be. <laughs> There's a lot of free time at the moment and a lot of guitar playing that's going on at home, and I just think I just haven't got humbuckers and. Anyway, mm. yeah. anyway, you can back you can, al- you, can always, you can always borrow <laughs> mine for a bit if you want, mate. I'm I'm happy for that. You won't get it back, Chris. That's the problem. I'll be gone. 
I'll be headed for Mexico. <laughs> Won't you? <laughs> Go on then, Phil. Give us some. Uh, give us some. some okay. Well, okay. There's a there's, there's a few things I could do on this, but um, there's one lick that one riff, uh, one riff, one solo guitar solo that's that's always um, been one of my favourites ever of all time, mm. and and you, you know you, I'm gonna I'm just gonna play it. You're gonna know exactly what it is, providing I play it properly. Obviously, if not, we're gonna cut this. Because so, <laughs> I'm not gonna, uh, I'm, I'm not gonna butcher this solo. All right. So, okay, here we go. <laughs> Oh, you chose my solo. Oh, no way. That's the first time that's ever happened. <laughs> ding, no. ding, ding, ding. Oh, man, I've, got all the, I've got all this shit about him. <laughs> <laughs> Bin that, Chris. Chris You're flying solo tonight, mate. Chris is going, oh, damn, I'm going first next time. <laughs> so here's my... Here's my... <laughs> <laughs> oh. Well, do you, do you, oh, no, I feel really bad. No, I don't. Well, go no, on, you right. can share it then. No, share that's it. right. I'll, uh, well, I'll, I'll tell uh, you what, I've just played it. I know bugger all about it, so you tell us about it, Chris. Okay, well, I'm going to have to go and grab that piece of paper. Give me five minutes. <laughs> I do I do, I do. do know one little thing, okay? Um, it was played. Oh, wait, well, he gets his headphones back on. Have you got a machine mm-hmm. that can it was played paper? On a 1959 <laughs> Les Paul was that solo. <sighs> oh, wow, really? Yeah, I believe it was. Because Lucas has got a 59, yeah. I would ima- always imagine that would be some sort of something a bit more shreddy on that. Yeah, well, if you look at the video as well, uh, the Rosanna video, original one from mm. 84 or whenever it was, um, he's playing the 59 in that video. Ah, okay. Yeah. It's a cracking tone, but then Luke rarely has anything other than a cracking no, tone. He's got great sound. <laughs> but like, um, I, had, I wrote a few points down about it. Um, okay. Like... Just trying to keep along the lines of what makes a great solo, and like I was really sitting with it. Like that song, I've I love the second solo in the song as well. That's um, yeah. I I didn't have time to learn that. It's, I, that would require a bit of work, I think. There's some interesting stuff going on there, but um, but obviously this solo is, is yeah. This song is really musical though. Um, you know the the phrase at the beginning. You know it's so in keeping with that song that um, and then he repeats that again a little bit higher. But like pivots on that note, doesn't he feel? Uh, yeah. And you got that line. That that next line he does is like I've I've <laughs> stole. <laughs> yeah, they are. Uh, um, that was it. But that's actually taken from the horn line. You know, just before the uh, the bridge. The I was gonna say it sounds quite. It's yeah. quite jazzy. It's quite horn-like, mm. sort of woodwind. Isn't yeah, it? you know, and uh, but I think you know if you're not a guitarist listening to this song, there's so much there that you can grab hold of as a listener because it references little bits throughout the song that you hear throughout the song. Mm. Well, uh, do you know what? Another thing you said. Uh, there's a, a band which I'm massively, or used to be massively into. Uh, still am actually. I've just bought them on vinyl. Uh, a band called Thunder. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. Luke Amazing. Morley, the guitarist from that sh- that band, he's a left-handed player. He's he's quite a well-known Les Paul player, and the, the solo is really quite similar from one of their biggest songs, "Love Walked In." Uh, I'll just play it really quickly. Although he plays it okay. in a slightly different position, I'm playing it on yeah. uh, um, on the lower end of the neck just to prove my point of how it sounds. But yeah, the Rosanna. Okay, so this is um, the "Love Walked In" solo. 
So it's still quite Rosanna-y, you know? Yeah. You think, oh, Which I don't yeah, see got that from. Um, it was, um, it was uh, Toto. Right. Okay. Yeah, that was from... It, it's such Toto an influential four. record, isn't it? And it's such an influential mm. sound yeah. that... Yeah, it's yeah, it's really good, man. I, there's there's so much in there. I think as a guitarist, that you can literally take so much out of that and apply it to your own playing. It's this all all mm. his solos just offer something great for you to learn. And uh, yeah, that's a great one. Nice one, Phil. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I've actually I've seen Toto uh, two or three times now, and they're they're just amazing. Really, really good. Yeah, yeah. they got yeah. um. John Williams' son on vocals now, haven't they? Um, you know, John Williams, the classical composer, um, film composer. It's his son. Um, Joe? Uh, Joseph, yeah, Joseph Williams. He's Obviously, he's been with them for a while, but uh, that's, yeah, he's the son of Joseph Williams. Joseph Williams, actually, the original singer before Bobby Kimball, I think. Oh, really? Right in the age, just didn't, never wanted to tour. Ah, I didn't know, didn't no, know that. I didn't know that. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure. I'm, pre- I'm pretty sure. Um yeah, because the, they, they, they were all. They were, I mean, they were a they were a gang back in the day, you know, when they were when they were at school, really. You know, they, they, I think they. Um, well, J- um, Jeff Picaro and David Page, they, you know, they mm. played on so many records that you don't even know they're on it. Mm. You know, l- although people have heard Toto, they don't know they're listening to Toto, you know, because it's those guys that just had the LA session scene tied up. They, you know, they yeah. they were the guys. Yeah, yeah. I mean. Um, Steve Lukather, the guitarist, he's uh, he's done so much as well. He works with Michael Jackson, and he's written so much good stuff, isn't he? Outside mm. of Toto, and just I think as a guitarist, he's just as good a composer and composer, isn't he? Well, I'll tell you what, here's a recommendation for all the listeners out there: um, get the book, The Gospel According to Luke. Um, it's I've got it, I've got it here somewhere. Yeah, The Gospel According to Luke. It is a fantastic book, and I had um. Oh, there you go. You guys can't see it at home, but uh, yeah, it's. Um, I got it when uh, I came out of hospital a couple of years ago, and I, I just couldn't put it down. It took me about a day to read all that. <laughs> I, I was just glued to it. <laughs> Amazing. Some of the stories in there are just fantastic. He's he's lived a life or two with Luke. Yeah, <laughs> and they've just played on everything. I was listening to uh, Randy Newman the other day, randomly. Oh, is that um, Toy Story? Yeah, the guy that did Toy Story. Yeah. Uh, but uh, the Toto guys played on a load of his stuff. Mm. It was just one of those weird things where, they, like you said, Chris, they played on so many different things that you think, oh, man, this is a killer track. The band sound great. You look it up, it's like, ah, oh, <laughs> okay. It's basically yeah. Toto. Yeah. And it was the the tune, um, uh, what is it? Um, I Love L.A. Have you heard that? No. We love it. And it's, yeah, it's Toto. Basically, oh, wow. backing up Randy Newman. It's awesome. Really oh, man. cool. That's awesome. There's, there's, there's a couple hey. of cool Michael Jackson stories in that book as well, which I won't say, but they're really funny. Yeah. Well, Phil, that, that was a, that was a great nomination, and uh, so good that we both chose it. So um, that says something. Then that says something. It does. So uh, how about you, Lee? You got anything interesting for us today? <laughs> well, funnily enough, Chris, I have. You <laughs> haven't got Rosanna as well. With <laughs> you. That would be <laughs> so good. <laughs> I'll just refer to my notes because I've been. I've I, I been thinking of things. <laughs> Do you know what? I, I found it difficult because I was thinking, hmm, my favourite guitar solos always seem to be the ones that I can't play. And historically, that's always been the case because when you learn to play something, you, you sort of demystify some of the magic, I find. Yes. And things that you hear with your ear and you go, I don't know how he's doing that. When you actually realise how they're doing it or you figure it out and you go, oh, okay. For mm-hmm. me, I, I just remember back being a kid, uh, when I was a teenager, it was it was always the um, the sweet child of mine solo. 
mm. that was like the holy grail when you're playing Green Day songs. It's like if you can play Sweet Child of Mine, you, you know, you're, you've made it, feel the <laughs> one. And, uh, and I remember eventually learning it and, and then it, it sort of lost its magic a little bit for me because when I'm listening to it now, I'm listening to it as a guitar player and I kind of know, oh, he's doing this, he's doing that. So some of my, my favourites uh, are things that I, I definitely can't play. One that came to mind was, um, you need to check out the track Lonely in the Night by Eric Johnson. It's okay. from the Venus Isle album, which is probably my favourite uh, of Eric's records. And the track Lonely in the Night, it's an album track. It's like, it, I don't know, it's number five, number six on the track. But there's two guitar solos, particularly solo, solo number two. I don't think I could learn it even if I tried, but I sort of don't want to because every time <laughs> I hear it, it's just absolutely, yeah, it's just magic. It's just it's just Eric at his absolute best. And, and I mean, the, the go-to option for me as well, that I wrote top of the page here, it's always been my favourite guitar solo, was Hotel California. Mm. It's yeah. just one of those things that 1976, Don Felder, genius. I don't think he gets enough credit for that that song and that solo and obviously Joe Walsh joining him as well uh it's just the most melodic tuneful but i don't know it's got it's got everything it's got tone it's got technique it's got uh i don't know and it's great to get to hear it every night on stage but you guys are the ones that have to play that so i thought maybe you could play it for the listeners while i try and remember <laughs> what the <laughs> thing i'm actually going to play is <laughs> Oh, like oh, put us um, on the spot there, Lee. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, for that, go on. Yeah, yeah. Can can we, could we do this together, Phil? If, it's been a while. <laughs> well, it, it might be out of sync because we're doing the Zoom thing. It might not be together. So I, I can't even remember it. I'm going to make a mess of this. It's a year since I've played this. Uh, to each other i can't do it i'll try and edit that together beautifully for the listener but what we could hear now with a delay over zoom was oh, something man. else if zoom could nail this latency thing man we could do gigs like this this would be great not oh, like that'd this. be great i'd never need to put my pants on again <laughs> oh man that was that was something uh, else thank I'm you i'm so sorry for uh joey walsh if you're listening or oh man <laughs> thank you for treating me to that so, uh, so uh, okay, something that I was going to play, <coughs> again, I texted you guys today and I said, the problem is everything I want to talk about, I can't play. But uh, there was one, one thing that 
again, hark back to my teenage years that I just remember. First time I heard it, blew me away. So I'm going to do my best. I might have to have a few cracks at this. And then through the through the magic of editing, the people listening to this podcast might hear <laughs> something that resembles half-decent take on this. But bear with me here, folks, because this is a perfect example of why I need that Les Paul, or at least something with humbuckers, because this is not the sort of thing that you should be playing on a 50s-style Telecaster. Okay. <laughs> Play with me, extreme. Play with me, yeah. Nuno, yeah. just. Do you know yeah, what, mate? You should leave that taken as it is, because it literally will go to show people how hard this stuff is to play. Man. I mean, that solo yeah. is um, the only person I've been able to see who can play that is is Paul Sun. He he's, he literally nails that with ease, and it's literally. He said it took him so long to pl- to learn. It's one of those. It's, it's one of those things that. Um, that if you if you sit there and play it for like five ten minutes, you can kind of get it. But then if you go away and have dinner and a few glasses of wine and then come back, it takes you like another ten minutes because there's like little bits. But it's the first bit's all right. <laughs> Lost him. He's gone. <laughs> He's gone. <laughs> Lee, yeah, come so back. Where are you? Right, come back. back. Come back to us. Come back. Do you know what I really wanted to do as well? I, I, I wanted to throw a bit of Get the Funk Out in there as well because that solo, I, I think I heard Play With Me first because I think I probably heard that that um, tremolo picking bit in uh, Bill and Ted, you know, when beef ovens on the, on oh, the keyboards. Yeah. Oh, yes. yeah. <laughs> and they just keep playing that bit over and over again. And it's just like, yeah. But... Um, Play with me as well. Uh, sorry, uh, get the funk out as well, which is just. There's a great video online actually where Brian May sits down and kind of talks you through the get the funk out solo. Oh, I've, s- I've seen that video, man. That's and, great. And to see Brian just, you know, he he's there like this man's a genius. This man is a <laughs> genius. <laughs> Every little lick in that song, particularly the whole like tapping bit that he does, is just like, yeah, crazy. So. Um, yeah, it's amazing. Me, I mean, without you know. without these guitar solos, I mean, it'd be it's a good way to kind of for that player to kind of show off how good they are. Without them, you wouldn't really know how good a player they are. They are really, would you? I mean, and they're so important to the songs as well, especially in rock music. And well, thing the thing with uh, with Nuno in particular, I, I'm not I'm not like heavily into the whole shred thing, but he he seems to make it. He he brings in that element of uh, of a kind of rhythmic funk aspect to it. It's so percussive, but it's also so melodic. Like yeah. when I was looking at that today, just trying to trying to learn it, I was thinking, well, this is hard enough to play, but he actually wrote it. And th- and that's that's, this that's is the, the thing. genius that you sort of forget. Mm. You think, okay, yeah, I might be able to sit here for a day and try and fumble my way through it. But actually writing that and, and making it fit within the song is just 
because it doesn't sound out of place. It it, no. it kind of makes the songs. It's not like they've written a great ballad and then he's just stuck some amazing shred solo in the middle. It's like no, you, you're waiting for the solo. That that is the song. That's the that's the sort of climax. Well, not not of only song. does that make you sick, but did you also know that Nuno is um, an incredible drummer and is the drummer in um, a Van Halen tribute band with Satchel from Steel Panther? Really? Yes, I <laughs> know. Yeah. Oh, there is, and there's footage of them playing, and Steve Vai joins them on stage. <laughs> Have you seen that? There's I've a, not seen that one, but I've seen the one where he, he jumps on stage and he boot, it's with Steel Panther and Nuno boots the drummer off. And I think they do, is it Hot for Teacher they do? That's <laughs> brilliant. Right. Not really. Yeah, yeah. there's, there's yeah. another video actually. They had a, Nuno out in the audience. They had Steve Vai, Zach Wilde and Nuno all going at it. And the, they're literally out in the audience taking solos and trading. And it's, um, yes, yeah, pretty Amazing. awesome. He's, he's just a freak, a freak of nature. That was 1989 that they recorded that. And... Uh, no, he's the, it's it's the first time he ca- he came. He's come up on this podcast actually. He he was mm. he was one guy for me that I, no, I think I did mention him before when we were talking about Van Halen because I think I said that w- when I was young, Nuno was my Van Halen. But obviously the the sort of lineage between the two is so obvious. But he was more my era, and he was the first guy that I just remember list. I, I mean, you, I came out of ACDC and Guns N' Roses and all the sort of classic rock. And Nuno was kind of the first shred guy that I I was just like, huh? I don't, I remember, I just remember vividly like me and my friend Alex just uh, sitting and playing guitar for hours and hours a day. Just one, and we were just like, if we could, if we could sound like anybody, we would sound like Nuno. He just, I just didn't know how he was doing it. Like that song, even now, even having like tried to figure it out and tried to sort of play through it, you think, Jesus, like to do that in the studio, but then to do it live. When he's like rocking out, <laughs> and like you mentioned, crazy the, how to come up with it as well. Yeah, and and how to write it. I mean, I could I could list his his guitar solos, but yeah, how to construct this stuff and and make it fit in a song. That's maybe arguably the hardest part. Yeah, I think that's mm. what makes some of these these players just great. Like you take Slash with you know Sweet Child of Mine, or my favorite solo is actually from uh, Guns N' Roses solos from Night uh, the song Night Train. Uh, that's one of my favorite oh, yeah, Roses songs. That. And used that to, solo um, do is that in a band. I love playing that song. Yeah, yeah, man, it's just it's got everything. And like you, you kind of think um, actually th- Slash knows quite a bit of theory because he there's moments he's really following those chord changes in the song, and like and he's almost playing arpeggios with them. And like and you just think, oh, there's another level think, to his playing. I think with players like Slash, that side of it is just sort of pulling more on the sort of natural, naturally good ear. Really, isn't it? Yeah, More maybe. Yeah, I, I doubt Slash was probably. I mean, they said that they wrote, uh, they wrote "Sweet Child of Mine" in like a jam or some some sort of drunken after party thing. I, I briefly saw a story about it today. Online. Oh, I believe that. Uh, yeah. And <laughs> yeah, it, it's not the sort of thing where he was going right. So we're going to play Dorian on this, and we're going to do this. It's like jam, feel it out. Whereas Nuno's kind of stuff, they they might have jammed the songs together, but then he must have been. There must have been a degree of right. See you later, guys. I'm going home to spend a week working on this guitar solo, but when I come back, it's going to blow your mind. <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. Oh, well, that's a good one, Lee. That's very good, is that? I like it. You're listening to the Guitar Heroes podcast. Oh, you missed it, guys. I just smashed you it. You nailed it, yeah. Oh, did you? Oh, oh, we missed it. Now we've got to move on to Chris's solo. <laughs> oh, what a shame. Never mind, eh? So, Chris, um, did you have a second option? <laughs> uh, uh, no, but um, I'm trying to think. I, I have been thinking uh, this whole time. Um, oh, man, it's tough, actually. Um, do you know what? When I first started learning guitar, 
um, I was always drawn towards solos. And mm. the first thing I remember trying to learn was the the Trooper solo by Iron Maiden. Ah, oh yeah. Well, as, as a kid growing up in in Tottenham, there was uh, my neighbours. Uh, they used to have. Um, uh, we had some bikers live next door to us and uh, they always used to have like the Iron Maiden like leather jackets on and stuff. I used to, As a kid, I used to think I was well scary looking at stuff like that because, you know, like I didn't really know. And uh, as you get older, I then hear it and I like that something happened. Like there was a relation between hearing it at like the age of like 12 or something again. It was almost like for the first time. But hearing the trooper, Oh man, that solo at the beginning, and I, I might see if I can give it a go <laughs> again. I apologise if I balls this up. But, um, okay. So me and Dave did this at the start of lockdown. Uh, Dave Phillips, we did this at the start of the very first lockdown. Yeah. So it's been about a year now, isn't it? Or so. Okay. Uh, let me see. But, um, uh, uh, I can't remember. No, I can't remember it. No Play chance. Rosanna instead. <laughs> okay. Yeah, this is my nomination. Okay. <laughs> Did anyone get deja vu? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Joe, that's my favourite bit of the solo. I'd never going back to it. But that bend he does. And then as he's holding that bend, he then frets Pinkies the note, uh, the fret just above. That's my favourite bit. And I've nicked that so much. And it's, it's a cool um, one. It's a great, great little Everybody phrase. But yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. I've, I haven't got really a backup to that. I had a poor attempt at the trooper. Got to go that's away and right. have another look at that. But, um, but yeah, I... I thought it'd be cool just to maybe touch up on, uh, talk about some solos and uh, maybe we can look at this again in the future. Maybe we'll go and look at some like guitar riffs or something, you know, or, you know, something else well, guitar related. I'm going to put Walker on the spot again because actually, oh, uh, again, a bit like Hotel California, my go-tos as soon as you said guitar solos was, was Hotel California and then I went bow rap and Sultans. Oh, but, okay. And okay. Again, Songs of Swing Solo. Both things yeah, that great, we, yeah. we get to enjoy playing every night in the show. But, Mr. Yeah. Walker, maybe you could uh, give us a bit of those. Oh, okay. Hang on. Um, hang on. my way through that one didn't i yeah and what was the other one you said and uh sultans oh sultans oh okay yeah, sultans yeah. on the les paul so you're nobody's really interested in that bit they just uh, want do the you know what bit. <laughs> instead of <laughs> sultans could you play uh the, the riff you was playing earlier because you got the sound for it right there would Which that be okay lee what's that although it's not it's not a solo it's my favorite dire straits guitar riff oh okay you mean what he was a doing bit before of money we, before we yeah yeah okay yeah oh, 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 okay I tell you another one that's really cool and, mm -hmm. and it's on a Les Paul is um, 
Just them notes, mm. brothers in arms. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love that <laughs> bit. I love that bit. I don't care about the rest of it. I just love that bit. Yeah. <laughs> oh. And they're, they're all such great songs, aren't they? Such great solos. And I mean, we yeah. could literally go on for hours and hours. We'll definitely do another one of these. Yeah, I, I think we should definitely do another one and like uh, dive into the, the sounds maybe that we're using to maybe get, well, maybe pick one from the show or something. I mean, mm-hmm. we've done a few already, but. Um, uh, but I actually wanted to jump onto another topic, if that's okay. Are we able to move on from here? Do you think? Yeah, I go think on. I think so. The only the, the the final point I was just going to say about guitar yeah, solos is something I can't remember who said it, but it stuck with me, and I, I think it's definitely true. The mark of a good solo for me is one that you can sing. If it if it's that good that it gets in your head, even if it's crazy and fast. I mean, I can attempt to sing Nuno's. I know what I'm I know what I'm saying in my head if I sing the get yeah. the, get the funk out solo. But everything that we've just discussed. I think that's true for all of them. Yeah, you the take the um, melody's so strong that you could kind it, of yeah. When you it hear is. it, you you know you sing along with it, don't you? Except Yingve yeah. Malmsteen, who you end up just spitting over everybody <laughs> trying to sing what he's doing. <laughs> but, but then, but then uh, you see now, not to bash Yingve because love Yingve, we, we we do. But oh man, we do. Maybe maybe arguably that's why I, I can't really think of a specific guitar solo that I'm I would pick out of his because it's all technically brilliant, but. Like you say, I don't, I don't sing along to it. It's not a, mm. it's not an earworm. Yeah, no, you're saying. No, no you're saying. I tell you what, Lee, because uh, we we probably played this song so many times, mm. and it's um, um, the the Oasis number, Noel Gallagher on, on guitar. Uh, uh, oh, don't look back called? in anger. Don't look back in anger. Yeah. That guitar solo is, is actually it's, it's great. great. It's a really good. You c- because the thing is, you can sing everything in that and. And whenever I've done that at a gig, the audience go mental over it because yeah. it's they can, uh, maybe because they can sing along to it. I, 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 I think you you texted me earlier when I was saying about <laughs> right, that's it. Yeah, I put it down as a joke, yeah, but yeah, really, when I think about it, I was actually no, that's that's a really good solo. In hindsight, you probably should have done right now. <laughs> <laughs> that's probably the only thing I can play. I'm not going to attempt it because if I pull that up. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, right, moving on. You were saying something Yes, else. Chris. Is this That's Chris's corner? Uh, <gasps> yeah, I'm going to change guitars for this as well. I just okay. I just wanted to throw a question out, which maybe could lead on to another podcast episode. So, um, Okay, well, let me cue the music while you change the guitars. Are you ready? Ladies and gentlemen. Well, oh, sorry, I've got burps. I've had too much pot. That's the pot. Oh, dear, oh, dear, oh, dear. Ladies and gentlemen, will you cue the music? <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Jesus. So, uh, no one obviously can see this, but right now I'm holding a 1964 Hofner Coloramo. Um, and it's literally just like, I don't know what it is. It's what, it's, it's, it's noisy. Not, it's noisy, yes. <laughs> yeah, it's a little noisy. It, need, it, needs, it needs a little work, but... I just like I was asking myself, you know, what's the hype over vintage guitars? You know, mm-hmm. um, this has been at my dad's house for for many years now, and um, like he's had a '62 Strat and some really old guitars. And I, I'm just like I, I've been playing this and just thinking, why is it that I love this so much over like my Strat and stuff? Is it what's the hype behind vintage guitars? And it's, it's not a question we're going to probably be able to answer in a short space of time. But I, I, I don't know what it is for me that. Is it maybe the history and stuff behind it? But when I play, I I play differently. I don't even want to hold a pick when I'm playing this guitar. I put it down. I just literally just want to um, 
you know, use my fingers. And it's, it's literally, <laughs> it's a new jack as you can <laughs> I think I know the answer to... Yeah, but the I thing think, is, I think I know the answer to what's the hype behind vintage guitars, mm-hmm. and I think it's collectors. I think uh, me and the guy uh, who I bought this Les Paul off, Bog off, <laughs> um, we, we had a bit of a conversation about that, and a lot of vintage guitars aren't necessarily good. Um, no, they're no. a load of rubbish. In fact, you know, even and I'm, mm. I'm talking Fenders and I'm talking Gibsons, the the crap. Um, there's a there's a lot of ones that are good as well. Don't get me wrong, um, but. I don't know. Does does I don't know. I've my. I mean, I've got um, a '79 Strat. Um, I don't really look at it as vintage. I don't know. '79 doesn't seem long that long ago. Well, to me anyway. <laughs> um, yeah, comments in. The, yeah, leave comments below. Yeah. Um, but it's so it's so pristine. It doesn't seem like a vintage guitar to me. I don't know why, but it just doesn't. But I don't know. My my, my reissue strats and that play better than the seventy nine yeah. that I've got. But I don't know. There, there is the, a lot of talk as you know the words they were using were better. The craftsmanship was better. But then obviously you get like to the late sixties and seventies, and you know everyone wants to learn guitar, and the manufacturing side just gets better. And there's no doubt that this guitar it's got a ton of mojo. It's crackles and all yeah. sorts going on and like the word it's got all these lacquer cracks you know um on the on the, on the neck Do you know what chris the body, i think you're absolutely right i think this is a separate episode because i think we could is. go on a lot about this yeah, yeah absolutely so maybe let's let's save this for the next episode and maybe anyone who's listening please send us in any comments that you have that can maybe help fuel the next episode for this well i'll, I'll just make one because it, it ties into what the main subject was tonight do you think maybe it's it's just because people want to buy into a piece of history and and obviously a lot of the greatest guitar music from the 60s and greatest 70s guitar solos, and the greatest you know. guitar solos like you mentioned Lukather with his 59 and everybody else who used a 59 they all played those vintage guitars so maybe it's it's that wanting to feel a connection and feel like you've got the real deal because back in the 60s and 70s they were all cutting records on these classic guitars maybe i'll just yeah. throw that out there maybe Maybe that ties in. I mean, the the tone, the tone on Hotel California. I think didn't they use a fifty nine on that as well? Wasn't it? Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not yeah, sure. Uh, those guitars would sound so different nowadays. That's the thing. Like they just they, they age and everything like that. And this guitar wouldn't be worthy to take out on the road. It's got um, <laughs> a replaced tuner and stuff. You know, it, it's tuner is mm. tuning's a little unstable and it needs some new wiring and stuff. But all right, we'll, we'll 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 delve into the vintage we'll, we'll rabbit say, hole yeah. then. We'll we'll go down that yeah. on a on another episode. Well, let's do that next time. It's, okay. it's me in the hot it's me in the hot seat. So let's do that yeah. next time. All right, we'll leave you to kick um, that off. Uh, unless, unless I get my special guest on, and then it'll oh. be my special guest. Um, but I don't know yet. I don't know. Um, I'm trying to get hold of him. So uh, yeah, okay. if not, we'll do vintage guitars next week. But yeah, yeah I've, I've got I've had um, I've had a, a couple of vintage guitars over the years and. Yeah, I've got interesting uh, stories about them. So, yeah, that'll be really oh, cool. That, yeah, that'll be great. Yeah. I mean, we can carry on both themes from today, guitar <laughs> solos and with you know, looking we at other riffs. Well, we and should definitely more return to guitar solos again because you've you've got the old, uh, the cogs turning now and, and I'm thinking... Oh, man, absolutely. There's, there's well, so much that was the stuff. Ho- that was the whole point of it. Anytime I'm in a hot seat, I kind of... Um, you know me, uh, less chatting, more playing. So, um, <laughs> so yeah. So what you mean, uh, Chris? So you're a right chatterbox. <laughs> Can't shut not you the, Not this time. Unfortunately, I interrupted him with the solo we was going to do. So, yeah. Couldn't even get that in, could he? I can't even win. Can't win. 
Right, before we There needs conclude, to be an episode, but just before yeah. we conclude, uh, Phil, have you got anything to rant about today? Do you know what? I, th- there's nothing much to rant about. Um, no. Um, I, I'm just doing my own little... But I, I know, I suppose... It's Could it be even... a positive one? It doesn't have to be negative all the time, Phil. Okay. A positive okay. rant, is that a thing? <laughs> okay, yeah, let's do it, it then. Um, I'm Go gonna, on about I'm, saying that's... Let's cue the... Cue the effing music. Phil's rant. <laughs> Phil's rant. <laughs> I didn't swear, did I? Oh, so, yeah, no, a little, a little bit of a rant at the minute. Then, okay, is the um, the corona? It's not a big rant. It's no, no big deal, really. Okay. <laughs> We're just all out of the work. Um, but no, oh. it's just a little bit about theatres and what have you, you know, because obviously that's 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 our main grease, you know, is theatres. Mm. Um, and I feel like the it's all been overlooked a little bit, you know, in this yeah. corona times, and you know, it's a massive billion pound industry is the theatre industry and I just feel a little bit shortchanged um I know they're kind of looking at it a bit more now you know the few things that uh, that's been said that was in the papers today about it um but uh, it's a bit frustrating that they're, they're not really thinking of a good way back for us you know there was the social distancing in theatres which didn't work um there was uh, another on about doing um uh, on the spot testing on the way into theatres, that's not going to work. Mm. Um, so I don't know. I don't know. I'm just. It, it's not really a rant. It's just a, a, a frustration think, and cause for concern. Justified. I think. Yeah, I think oh, it's justified. Yeah. Only only ten minutes before this podcast, while I was stuffing my face with some delicious pasta, uh, Tony Robinson Baldrick from Blackadder was on TV campaigning yeah. for the fact that in amongst all of this and the whole Brexit thing, you've probably seen the um, controversy around musicians and and performers uh touring rights in europe and mm. he was saying we've been completely forgotten the government just yeah. passed the, the government and the eu just passed laws that allow uh, lawyers architects medics lots of other professions that he listed to just travel visa free for work mm. um mm. Uh, and musicians performers anyone in the live entertainment industry has been completely excluded meaning uh, yeah. different visas for every country carnets for for electrical equipment, which just means that uh, unless you're unless you're Joe Bonamassa, unless you're whoever, well, actually, it, you, it say, you just mentioned Carney. Um, mm. I got um, uh, somebody forwarded me for, um, excuse me forwarded me an email today saying that if you're a member of the Musicians Union, you get a real re- um, re- reduced rate on Carneys if you're traveling abroad. Well, that's so that's, that's, that's one great. thing, but he he's making the point that we shouldn't even uh, that like all these other industries aren't getting charged. Yeah. And they, yeah. I mean, he was obviously talking about actors, but he was saying that eighty percent of um, actors on the on the equity um, list have reported that they're now seeing job applications requesting that you have a European passport before they'll mm. even entertain you, not not a British yeah. passport. And yeah, it's like, yeah. hmm. So that just ties into what you're saying about being left behind. Definitely. Yeah, a little bit. It'd be interesting because um, it, it's become quite a big deal as this now, and a lot yeah. of people have been. You know, doing the old protests and there's a lot of things online about it now. So I don't think it's something. And then thanks to Andrew Lloyd Webber as well, who's a bit of a hero in my eyes. He's he's been, you know, is a you know. A well, he's got, figure, he? <laughs> he's got enough invested. He's got enough invested. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he owns <laughs> half the theatres in London, doesn't he? Yeah. So I mean, yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, it it, it is now. You know, even maybe people who haven't even thought of theatres before have now heard of theatres. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. you know, maybe yeah. that's a good yeah. thing. And and I do think um, I'm going to leave this little rant and this podcast on a, on a high note. Okay. Uh, because I do think that when we do go back to theatres, eventually, once we get the green light to go back to what we think is normal, 
um, then I think it's going to be booming. I think business will be booming. I think theatres may even get a newer audience. Um, oh. I, I, I think, think people are just going to be dying to get out. Yes. They get out of their house and go to events. And I think, yeah, yeah I think most industries are going to yeah going to do well from it i, I do feel yeah. for all those because i know there's a few shows that have, that have that have gone bust they've had to they've had to call it a day um they've had to, you know i know a lot of crew that have had to go get normal jobs whether they'll be coming back mm. um uh, it's funny enough i spoke to our crew today and uh they're you know they're really keen to get back um, mm. and what have you so that's that's really really good um so yeah i i think once it'll, i think it'll be a little bit you know, dipping your toe in the water when we first go back, whenever that may be, if it's later on this year. Um, yeah. But I think 2022, if providing there are no more holdups and no more nasty diseases around the corner, I think theatres will be booming, and I think it'll be a booming industry. I do. Well, looking this forward is, to it. This is definitely going to be the last of the lockdowns, I think. So um, vaccines wait. are rolling out in the millions. So, yeah. you know, we're, we're doing all right. Um, but, you know... On a high note, thank you guys for joining me on today's episode. Well, thank you. I'm talking about solos. Thank you, Chris. I've really enjoyed being with you. No, <laughs> <laughs> it's been great. Uh, anyone listening, um, if you've got any solos out there that you absolutely love and want to hear us have a go at, uh, you know, please send in your requests. And um, maybe if you own a vintage guitar, if you're a guitarist who's who, or not even a guitarist who collects vintage guitars, maybe you could give us an insight into what your thoughts are that we can maybe help fuel future episodes. Definitely. Uh, and on that note, Lee, do you want to do the social so people know how to get hold of us? Indeed. Let's see if I can remember this. So if you want to find us on Instagram, you can search Phil Walker Guitar, Lee Troy Guitar, and Chris Anthony Guitar. If you want to find us on Facebook, it's Phil Walker Guitarist, Chris Anthony Guitar, and Lee Williams Guitarist. You can find the Story of Guitar Heroes on Instagram and Facebook, or you can head to the website, www.storyguitarheroes.com. And of course, head over to YouTube, where you can search Phil Walker Guitarist and check out some behind-the-scenes vids. Yes. Cool. Nice one, chaps. Lovely. See you soon. See you next See week. See you next week. Bye. Bye-bye. Ooh, I'm not used to doing all this... Um Inviting people to chat. Don't usually want to chat with anyone. Oh, how do I do it? I forgot how to do it. Oh, no. Oh, no. My computer's going to blow up. What have I done? No. You stupid machine.